The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hour 2 on a Friday morning, January 27. Good morning, Oklahoma. This show brought to you every day by the Riverwind. We're live today at Brown O'Haver, hanging out with John Whitson. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. A couple of Sooner coaches coming up last hour of the show today. Mark Williams, OU men's gymnastics legend, 8.05 this morning. Home opener for them on Saturday night. Audra Cohen, women's tennis coach, 8.35 this morning. Big honor for them as well. They're hosting the ITAs. We'll talk to both of them. T-Row reads the news coming up later in the show as well. Thank you for tuning us in. The question I had before the break, TJ, was if the Big 12 is trying to stick it to OU in Texas, like what does that look like? I'm having a hard time even comprehending what that looks like. For example, it's not like they're not going to have the OU-Texas game on the schedule. Nobody's going to go for that especially the TV networks. Um, Contractually, there's no way that's it. I can't even think of what, like, they're going to hose them by sending them to these four road destinations. Like, I don't know. Like, what's the difference? What are the four that would be the nightmare four road trips that you have to go to? So I don't even know. Like, what, do you have any, John, TJ? I, I don't, do you I don't, want to be having yeah, any speculation? I can, I can, I can, I can, I can give this, it to you right here. I don't right? think this is a conspiracy theory is what I was going to say. I, I don't think this is how do we stick it to OU in Texas. I think this is, hey, can we get out of this come May, uh, early June, whatever it may be? Can we make the flip this year? And I think there's been a lot of discussion about it. I think that's what the holdup's been. It's the only thing that it could be. It's Makes not. Sense. It's not. We're going to hold this up and discuss it with all the other schools and the schools coming in. How do we stick it to the two men? You know, how do we stick it to the man? Like, there's none of that going on. There's just no way to structure it that way. You can't yeah. predict. Let's have them both go to TCU. I'm talking last year. If you were doing this last year, you couldn't have predicted. Let's have them both go play on the road in Fort Worth because TCU is going to be a legit national right. title contender. You can't predict any of that. Mm-mm. No. I, theory? Well, first of all, I like that theory. I, I still don't. We've talked about this before. Should we go early to the big to the SEC? Should we say the big for for this year and, and everything that's happening this year? I think we should stay in the Big Twelve if things would look right. But from a scheduling standpoint, it's nine games, right? Yeah. Well, it has been okay. Well, if they stick with nine, I games, think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. This would be OU's nightmare schedule. Okay. And it's not necessarily from like a talent or anything. It's from watchability you're just not going to want to watch it okay go ahead okay at this is your home slate all right kansas west virginia texas tech and houston can you imagine the excitement level over those four teams it would be terrible nobody would want to go watch it that. sounds like every year to me 
Yeah, I know. And it's only worse. And then you got the OU Texas game, which they better leave it on that because that's my birthday weekend or that would just be terrible. And then your road trip, they'd make you go to UCF, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. There you go. That'd be terrible. That'd be a horrible schedule. Why would that be you different get any than of the any fun. other schedule? You wouldn't get the TCU game, which is now turning into a marquee game. You wouldn't get to go play BYU or the new BYU school. You wouldn't get the new Cincinnati. You wouldn't get anything fun. It would be a terrible schedule. That's my That's thing, all though. Saying. Is TCU a marquee game, or does TCU lose five or six games next year? Well, it's a marquee game if you play them early in the season. If you get them, yeah, if you get them just like we did this last year, coming off of a national championship appearance, if they, if they go – undefeated in the uh, non-con, and it's the fourth game of the season, yes, that's a marquee game. That's a big noon game. That's whatever you want it to be if you play TCU. To your point, though, if it's November and they've lost four games, well, then you don't, you know, that's the dice you roll. But TCU is going to be a marquee game early in the season. I mean, maybe. Maybe they lose to Dion in their season opener. You know, I don't know. They, they, they're, the well, whole team is graduating. So, Although they, they, they have picked up, like, half of Alabama's team, so. They might be pretty good again next year. They'll be okay. They'll be as good Maybe as Maybe you're ever. right. I just I don't that doesn't jump off the page as being awful to I, me. You gave us Bedlam again. So Yeah. I think the biggest issue of what's really happening is just the logistics. It's just fourteen teams trying to get everybody nine games or to your point however many they're wanting to give and and then how does that look for a conference championship and, and the whole thing. I just don't think it's as easy. You're you're adding a whole nother mix to it. Right. That they haven't had, you know, they've only had to schedule nine games for the last twelve years. This is by far not. The I most guess we can't. I mean, why don't we just put this into Chat GPT and they stick out a schedule? Exactly. For us? Uh, there before Chat GPT, there are computer programs that every AAU tournament in America yeah. runs. How many teams you got? Do do do. Here's your schedule. Yeah. So I know it's more complicated than that because we but have the only fixed game OU on the, Texas to worry about. But that's the only fixed game on the schedule, well, right? I mean, they had said before, I think it was a Big Twelve release that there are like each school has a protected rival or something like that. Remember, there was a list that went out of I don't remember what they were, but like K State and Iowa State were going to protect Farmageddon. Or, obviously, OU in Texas was one of them. So, everybody had that kind of – it was probably Kansas, Kansas State. Everybody had that kind of protected one game. So, but still, it's not that complicated. So, something is going on. Something. And TJ's probably right. It's just – it's. I, I can't imagine – Has the SEC released their schedule, though? Yeah. Yeah, months ago. Long time ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. Two and a half months ago, yeah. Long time ago. So that would be tough, right? You'd have to blow up the whole SEC schedule, and I'm sure that would be messy because plans start to get made and travel arrangements start to get made and all that kind of stuff once they come out. So a lot of that's already done. I, I, Here's the deal. Teddy and Tyler, yesterday were talking about them sticking OU with – Five road games plus OU Texas or something like that. That's just illogical. Like you can't have a school play three home games and six away from home. I mean, that's. But here's the problem: all these conspiracy theories would sound really, really crazy until you start looking at things like the officiating stats from the football <laughs> and then the basketball season. It's I been know. like pretty crazy, right? I mean, I don't typically get on here and talk about referees and that. I, and I'm not saying how many of those cost us games because I don't think they even cost us games. But it was just the the sheer numbers of them were pretty 
crazy. And those numbers also reflect what's happening in Texas. Texas is on the same end of those numbers that yeah. we are. So when you see that, it starts to create that conspiracy theory train train of thought in your head. And that leads you to things like the schedule where they're going to hose you. I don't know about the refereeing thing. I, it, I'm not one of those people either. All of that stuff seems awfully coincidental the last couple of years. Football, basketball, all that kind of stuff. But I can tell you, as someone who travels with these guys, they hate us with a passion everywhere. Like, hate. Every arena, every stadium you walk into, I'm not talking about the teams and the coaches. I'm talking about the fans, the media, the media relations people, the Big 12 conference people. Everybody hates us with a passion. And that can't help but bleed over into some things here and there. And so there's no doubt the last couple of years have been. Well, yeah, because it's like like we've broken up with this girl. And now we have to go to every one of her friend's birthday parties for the next three years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so we have to I show Teddy up. talking about – yesterday, Teddy went on this rant about, how about a thank you note for carrying this conference for so many years? <laughs> they don't care. Get over it. They don't care. Yeah, I know. They don't care. But it's just – it's an ugly divorce. It would be best for everyone if they would part ways amicably. The Big 12's not going to let it happen unless they get their check. OU, I don't know about Texas, OU is in no mood to be signing over just handing the Big 12 Conference tens of well, millions of dollars sur- when they need to build stadiums and things. i got to su- tell you, I'm just surprised, and maybe this is what's also keeping it from happening, but I'm surprised the TV networks haven't jumped in with yeah. their money. I'm surprised ESPN hasn't. Well, Fox I know because we have something with Fox. Fox doesn't want OU to leave, and yeah. ESPN's like, yeah, we'll take them early. And Fox is like, forget that. We, yeah. we want to put you on our station for the next couple of years. So. At 11 a.m. They don't like each other any more than, than no. we get along with, each, with, you know. So, I don't know. It's But back to the schedule thing. I'm having a hard time in my brain. If it's not, there's still a chance they're trying to jump early. Which maybe it is, but it would be so complicated at this point to play next year in the SEC. That's a little hard for me to believe. If it's not that, what in the world is it? I can't think of a scenario, but ah, okay. Like the schedule, the nightmare schedule you drew up. It, you I, do it. It's fine. Who it's cares? It, it's as bad as every other schedule. Who cares? To your, point, to your point, yeah. Like are, the, you can't. You gave me what four teams did you give me coming into Norman? Kansas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Houston. It oh, just okay. Terrible. I mean, I don't know. It's a, maybe, maybe not. I, it, we're going to the SEC in the next couple of years. Whatever schedule you give us this year is going to be a Big Twelve schedule, and it's going to yeah. get me about as excited as the one you just said. But I'm having a hard time saying. He, if the Big 12 handed me that nightmare schedule that Josie said, hang on a second, well, I'm, I'm throwing a wrench into the works of everything, and I want you to go back to the drawing board and give us a better schedule. I don't think he – I don't – Oh, I – yeah. I don't think he would say that. I think he's way more worried about making sure OU Texas stays on its date and let's knock off the 11 a.m. kickoffs. Yeah. This, I think the, the holdup, if anything, if it's due to scheduling, is the other schools complaining because they have uh, OU and Texas on the road and other schools aren't even facing OU and Texas. That would be my guess. It's the other schools saying, hey, 
why do we have to go to Norman? Why do we have to go to Austin? And such and such and so and so aren't even playing those two teams. I think that's the holdup. If the, the answer would the scheduling. be, you don't have to. Let's let them out right now. Exactly. And nobody no, has to play. Exactly. That's exactly the answer there. I, so. I would. What, I mean, what do they want to do? Do they want OU and Texas to, play, to pay an appearance fee to the ones that have to come here? I Is would, that what they're trying to negotiate like you would with a Sunbelt team? I would be more likely to think that there's a fight over who gets OU Texas at their place. Right. Well, that's probably part of it, too. That's a, the biggest draw in the conference, yes. Mm-hmm. The ability to put a, a marquee game, a blue blood, on your home schedule, even though it may mean a loss, is extremely valuable. So maybe there's a tussle over that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss. Because if you're Kansas, you've built some momentum this year. You're, you're feeling about as good as you've felt about your football program in a while. If, if they dropped the pre-schedule before it went public and it said, uh, you're at OU in October, you're at Texas in November, and they look and see that K-State only plays one of those two and it's at home in Manhattan, I could see them saying, hey, hold up. We're not accepting this schedule. Uh. Yeah, I hear you, but at the same time, it's like, man, you're Kansas. Ba- you're Kansas. You're a basketball school. Get I'm just over giving like- that scenario with those two schools, but <laughs> I'm saying that could be going on with a few of the schools in that scenario. We've we've gone from a predictable everybody plays everybody schedule for yes. a couple of decades now mm-hmm. to a this is going to be imbalanced and there's no way around it. Even when OU and Texas leave the conference, it's going to be this way for us in the SEC. There's too many teams for everybody to play everybody. It's not going to be completely fair. And maybe there are some places having a hard time dealing with that fact. That's probably it. But, yeah. uh, but if, if, if It's that if it's not, you know, OU and Texas saying, hold up before you put this out. I mean, that's the yeah. only two scenarios it could be. Um, Joe, if you're listening, give us a call yeah, today. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. I feel like you could clear this all up with one phone call. Uh, so. If you could just head over to Brown O'Haver, they're set up there. Yep, you can, you yep. can be on for the next hour and a half, whatever it is. Yeah, nineteen oh one hour and a half. That's a bit much of airtime to promise. Nineteen oh one Northmore <laughs> Avenue. Joe, we'll give you two segments at least. Okay. <laughs> Break time. Brown O'Haver today. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Riverwind Casino powers the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. Be sure to check out Riverwind's new gaming areas. Got the remodel going on. New areas, River Lounge, the Sky Bridge, the Showplace Theater. They're about to reopen for uh, shows coming up. Mike Steely has promised Earth, Wind, and Fire coming up at the Showplace Theater. It's housing over 378 games right now in a non-smoking area. Their 100-room hotel, they've got it all. The buffet. What's the buffet tonight? It's nice steak or seafood? TJ uh, steak only night. goes to something steak if night. he can get free tickets. Steak night. Sporting um, events, concerts, everything, yeah. If he can not get true. free, he'll be there. That's not true. I like free, but that's not true. Um, hmm. How many OU basketball games have you been to this year? Two. Did you get free tickets to both? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. What, you think I'm paying for them? I rest my case, Your Honor. If they're available, why would I pay for them if they're available? 
Well, uh, I don't know. What about the other 15 home games? I was year? busy. I was busy. Okay. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Why does paper beat rock? Covers it. Covers it, but why wouldn't just rock wraps, just sit on paper? Wraps right, right around it. Because it gets covered by paper. This is not that complicated. It covers but I, paper. But I'm assuming this person's rock. asking because, again, the rock could just sit on the paper. And then the paper would rise up and cover it. Mm-hmm. It would just wrap around it. Well, that's a big piece like of paper. paper. Mm-hmm. Big piece of paper. OU and Texas never play five true uh, conference road games. That's what the remaining members want in their final season. This would mean three conference home games, five uh, home games overall. They also never play five home games. So, I mean, is this just now dawning on everyone? It is. After 100 years. Of- right. It is uh, alternately advantage-disadvantage to have the OU-Texas game on a neutral site. Right. One year, you uh, get a break because you play four road games at an alternate site game while everybody else plays five road games. The next year, you're at a disadvantage because you only get to play four home games uh, when everybody else gets to play five home games. Just listen to sports radio in the summer when the questions inevitably get brought up. What if we got to play OU at, or Texas at home? Wouldn't it be awesome for all the vendors and all the, you know, the, the economy and, and the local, you know, and they would, you build that up and uh-huh. then Texas would have us. And it's, it's not like there's not advantages to getting to play Texas at home every other year. Right. There, there are advantages to doing that. So sure. It's just what it is. So, I yeah. mean, so if the texter that. is saying, which this is kind of what Teddy and Tyler were talking about yesterday, and I don't know if there's any validity to this or if there's, uh, if this is actually something that's being leaked as the reason out there. If the conference did come out with a schedule that said, all right, uh, final year of the Big 12, we're really sticking it to you. Uh, five road games for both of you, plus you got to play OU Texas on a neutral site. You only get three conference home games, which is going to cost you all umpteen millions of dollars because you get one less home game than you had planned on. Then, yeah, that's a problem. But... That seems really far-fetched to me. That seems like you're able to walk away from your contract. Yeah, that and seems like it. a breach of contract. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're scheduling OU to play nine road games, and every team we play is at West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> this person says, I can confirm that Kevin Henry does not use a knife when eating chicken fried rice. Fork only. Wow. Yeah. Somebody has dined with Kevin lately. Simon Payway or the buffet or something. I don't know. That was the most cringy 15 minutes of radio a couple weeks ago. The 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 salad with the knife, knife. situation? Oh, that ugh. I I just Which it was, side are you on? Oh, you just eat it with a fork. Come on. Jeez Louise. I don't even That's not even the point. The point isn't it's just how he described having to cut it up. And all I can imagine is like the knife like slicing on the on the plate or uh-huh. the bowl at the bottom and it making that sound it's like just use your fork bro come on right i love him on the radio he's great he's fantastic but i don't know if you as can, a color i analyst. don't know if you can have him like on guest spots anymore because the stuff y'all talk about just is <laughs> it is fresh oh, oh it's i can only Zero. imagine i can only imagine the dreams conversation with him what kind of dreams he had i don't even want to think about it oh my gosh <laughs> 
This texture hits on kind of what we were mentioning last segment. I also think the other schools in the Big 12 want OU and Texas at home. Let's be honest, those are the big local revenue yeah. generators for most schools. Is there an argument on who gets who at home from these other schools? That's definitely well, got to be an argument. Yeah, That's what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would think that certainly the new schools, and I don't know why this couldn't be promised to them. I would think each of them should have and will have OU or Texas on their home schedule. You know, OU's going to two of the new schools, and Texas is going to two of the new schools this year. I got no problem with that. Seems fair. Seems like you you may only get one year with these guys, so let's make sure you get a home game against at least one of them. I think that's perfectly logical. I don't see why that would be a debatable point for anybody. Yeah, no. Even OU and Texas would say, yeah, okay, we'll go to one of the new guys this year. No problem. I don't see see why anybody would have a problem with that. There's a lot of text on here, and I'm not going to read all of them or exactly what they all say, but they're all uh, around the same idea of we've gotten this over the last couple of weeks. There seems to be this thought out there that Mike Gundy's holding this whole schedule up for the whole conference because he's refusing to play OU, but who cares what Mike Gundy thinks? Like, he doesn't have that type of power. That's the greatest possible reason this is. I, I hope it's true, but it's also silly to think that one guy, one coach, is holding this whole thing up because he's taken his ball and gone home because he doesn't want to play OU at all this year, home well, or away. It wouldn't be one coach. I mean, he would have the power of the university behind him. I'm, their president doesn't want it either. So, yeah, it is a little hard to think. First off, it's hard to imagine they don't want a home game against OU on their schedule, right? One final opportunity yes, to really it's the only time they sell them. out their stadium. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, we're going to turn down the automatic sellout, the attaching OU to our schedule so we can sell all the season tickets, everything that comes with it, that they don't want one more of those. It's hard to imagine. But that they are going to war over it and everything's being held up because of them is also very hard to imagine. I don't know how far you can take it, but Mike Gundy doesn't want to play OU. He doesn't he is done. He 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 verbally admitted it last year. Yeah. Oh, I'm I didn't, sure I that's even watch, the case. I didn't even watch tape on these guys. He goes, I didn't even watch tape on right. Oklahoma. He it is he is done what playing OU. It, what was it that he said? It was the week of the game. Yeah. Somebody I, said, "Did you I watch tape on him?" He's like, "I I, didn't, I don't even watch tape on him." It's like what you didn't watch tape on your opponent. I mean, yeah. he, he does. I, to your point, I don't know that it extends that far to a conspiracy that that's what's holding the schedule up. Is there? But just on an individual level, he wants no part of OU. He hasn't wanted a part of OU for twenty years. The yeah. wins that that's he, true. The wins that he has gotten have have just been anomalies in and of themselves. I mean, it's just the last win was Lincoln's fault. Lincoln threw the game. You know, no, I'm just. Kidding, but that no, would be. Um... Man, if that comes out as the reason oh, this amazing. was all being held up, that would be amazing. Anything else you got back there, TJ? Uh, what I heard is that they've sent both OU and Texas the schedule, and both OU and Texas were not happy with the traveling. That's from Coy. All right. But like, what does that I mean, mean, that would go back to the joke the other texter said. They're sending them to West Virginia every week. I mean, I don't even know what that means. They're not would happy with the travel. To, where would you send them? West Virginia, Florida, BYU, Provo, Provo yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. Maybe that's true, and maybe 
maybe Joe could explain to me, like, what's the difference between getting on an airplane and flying one hour or two hours? I mean, it's not, it's not, these guys are traveling charter. The now, WNBA doesn't even do that. I mean, come it, on. Is it harder for their fans to get to a road game? Yes. I just, it's hard for me to. I mean, we're about to be in the SEC. Yes. We're, where we're going to have games against South Carolina and Georgia. Florida. And Florida. Kentucky. I mean, right. the travel is, if we're, if we're worried about travel, then we're, and we're making a very weird decision into the. All right, it's SEC. hard for me to imagine. That seems odd. Yeah. The but, whole thing seems odd, though, right? I mean, even having this conversation, like we're coming up with reasons, the texters are coming up with reasons, and then when we like logically think about them, we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. That surely that can't be it. That's what I'm telling you. What's going on here? Everybody's got a secret source who's leaked something to them. Well, this is what I'm hearing. I can't wait to stuff. ask you when we get when we go on to the next break and we put the headphones down. What's really going on? Okay, well, that's I'm gonna, what, I'm that's what I'm you. excited to hear. I can't tell you. I'm right, hearing they're not allowing OU to even open the upper decks during the schedule next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your sources saying, Deej? <laughs> I've heard nothing on this. I don't know. No. I don't know anything. Uh, we got a retro basketball game tomorrow in the LNC. We need to talk a little OU hoops. We got to talk to John about Brown O'Haver coming up. Alabama coming to town tomorrow for the Big 12 SEC Challenge. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Big night at Rudy's last night, by the way. We had... It was a 10-guest night last night, Teej, on the heels of an 11-guest night a week ago. Yeah. I met the new volleyball coach last night. Aaron Mansfield came by. Mark Williams brought a couple of his guys by last night. Sam Godwin was there with Porter Moser. Jenny Baranchek brought a couple of players by. Uh, It's a who's who these days out at Party at Rudy's. Thursday nights, a lot of fun. Uh, we're here at Brown O'Haver today. I'm hanging out with uh, John, who had an hour one tirade on uh, Grant Sherfield. Uh, by the way, I agree with you. I never got to comment on that because we were up against the break. And we've talked about this on the show. It has become increasingly frustrating how it seems like he's um, – he is highly competitive at times. He gets in these kind of verbal sparring matches with whoever's trying to guard him. They'll talk trash back and forth, and he will. he's explosive. I mean, we've yeah. seen games this year when he's completely taken over, and he's dynamic. He's got, is it eight or nine 20-point games this year? And then there are times when it just looks like, I don't really care tonight. And I know that's not the case, but that's what it looks like. Like, he's not talking. He seems lethargic. Yeah, he seems de- he seems detached. He detached. He's, yeah. pa- you said the word pouty. I, I, I'm sure that's not the case, but it, it's the body language he gives off sometimes. And so, I mean, that's got to be frustrating for Porter to not be able to depend on not just from game to game, but from half to half what you're going to get out of him. Well, it, it, and I don't know. I don't know what the plus minuses or I don't want to get into all that. I mean, I don't, I'm sure that there, there's some statistics that back it up, but you feel like, especially in the second half when he's not on the court, we're almost more dynamic. 
that there's more movement. The ball's moving around. Bijan and Uzan and, you know, all these guys are moving the ball around. And it's, just, it's just a lot more activity going on. It's definitely the case. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's going and to be. sometimes you're like, get the, the ball to Grant. He's unbelievable tonight. Well, and it's going to be the case sometimes because nobody on minus Grant, we don't have the man, right? There's, right. That dude is not out there on the court. We need, this isn't, uh, we don't need Grant Shurfield, but we need him to wake up or right. decide that to be a, I don't want to call the, I don't want to call the guy out. That's not necessarily fair, but we need that competitive level throughout the entirety of the game. Forget the offense, Grant. Take over. Yeah. Uh, go get, go and, get and a bucket. we know he can do it because we've seen it. Yeah, go get a bucket. And, and if like you're the not end gonna... of that Baylor game, Baylor didn't run anything. They didn't run anything. They had a one-point lead with under a minute to go, and I'm sure Scott Drew's got 100 plays in his arsenal. And he said, just give the ball to Adam and yeah. make a play for us. It's still basketball. And he hit a 25-foot fadeaway three-pointer, which is a tough shot, but yeah. you need Grant to start doing some of that stuff. Well, him. Yeah, and again, like, like I said earlier, too, if he's not going to be able to do that stuff, right? I don't necessarily want him taking bad shots or throwing up threes. Just be, But go to the basket. Try, try to get fouled. Good things happen when guys like that go to the basket. You get double teams. You That brings Tanner into the game. That brings Jacob into the game. That brings Jalen Hill into sure. the game. You're starting to be able to dish. you got Jacob hitting threes. If you're not getting your shot, you've got to do all those other things that good offensive players do. Setting the pick, moving without the ball, being that decoy, but just standing out there by the three-point line. And I mean, there's times, Toby, where he's out there by the three-point line. I got him wound up again. Teach. They'll pass it to him. <laughs> he'll look around, and he'll just pass it right back with no motion, no anything. And uh, I guess it's just it, it encapsulates the game for me, uh, the season for Oklahoma. We're a, we're a good team. I really believe that. We play really good defense. Uh, we're in these ball games. We're making it hard on the other teams, and then when we're playing well offensively, we really play well offensively. But that spark we're missing, I think it ties directly to our best here's player. The, here's the interesting thing. I don't know if it's interesting or it's shocking, I get a little bit. OU, and everything you've just said is true, is has the best field goal percentage and best three-point percentage in the league. Yeah. In the Big 12. Like, we talk about what bad offense they run and people standing around and Grant Scherfeld not doing all, all this kind of stuff. No team in this league shoots the ball better at a higher percentage from two and three than Oklahoma does. They're negative 79 in free throw attempts. Like, every game you could almost draw a correlation between how much did we lose by, how many more free throws did the opponent shoot. That's what, I don't know how many of their six losses they've made more shots than their opponent has. The Baylor game, I think OU made five or six more shots than Baylor did. Lost. Well, if if I'm coaching the team, if I'm Porter Mosier, you, you can't throw that statistic out there and go, woe is us, right? We get, we get to say that as fans. You can't. But you can't. You no. have to say, well, how do we counter that? How do we get to the foul line more? Drive the ball, get We've into the go paint. To the basket. They're outscoring, We've got to go to the basket. They're outscoring everybody in the paint. They're driving the basketball. Not in the second half. Not in those last six minutes of the second half. We're not going to the basket in the second half. Incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. They're not getting to the foul line in the second. Well, half. that's true. I mean, maybe I'm. J watch Jalen Hill. Watch Tanner Groves. Watch Milo Shuzan. Yeah, well, first of all, Tanner Groves is just getting hammered. Watch Bijan Cortez. I've never Cortez. seen a player get hammered like that on the on the offense. I would end. like to see Grant go to the bucket more. I'm with you on that, but they're getting points in the paint. They're driving the basketball. In the they're last not five settling minutes? for three pointers in the last five minutes of games. Well, I don't know what game you're talking about. Uh, every game that we've lost by one possession. 
the Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd have no. to go back and look at it. But, yeah, I would argue yes. I would argue they drive the ball as much or more than their opponents do most nights. And, and well, a lot I, of that comes down to defense and credit the other team. They're hitting shots at the end. Oklahoma's not. They may hit at that for that high percentage throughout the game. The last two minutes of games, they're not the team hitting those shots. OU hasn't executed well in the final minute. Right. Right. Opponents have hit back-breaking shots 100%. against them in the final minute. Well, like, and like we're I not s- talking about TCU. TCU, they got yeah, blown out. Yeah, OSU, whatever. they got blown out. Yeah. The well, other games. That OSU game, we were the better team in the first half. Mm-hmm. That's. I think that's what I was so frustrated about. Is we were the better team in the first half. And I texted a, I, to my to the group of guys that I that I do that we text basketball games with. I texted them and said, "This is the game to see if we can just go ahead and win this game because this should not be a last second possession game. We're the better team." Yep. And and then it just then the wheels fell Both off. Both teams came out completely different teams. Completely in the different. Half. And um, but I, I hear you. And like I said in the last hour, like use and I think it's in their heads though because. You said they can't they can't blame it on that. And I agree. You can't you can't go into a game but saying the officials are against us. But how could it not be if you're Tanner? How yeah. could it not be that like I'm gonna try to avoid I'm not gonna get the call. So rather than go in here trying to get fouled, I've got to try to avoid the contact and throw up some kind of hanky shot because I know I'm not getting called. And then on the other end, if I breathe on a guy, I get a call. I, I think it's definitely in their heads. Because guys like me and everybody else keeps bringing up the fact. Do you know the other team's shooting 20 more free throws a night than you guys are? Anyway, Brown O'Haver. Give me another example of some of the great things. You can, can you, do you need to take a breath and walk around a little bit? No, it's good? fine. It's just I keep the – oh, my gosh. I, we're a good basketball program. We've got a good team. I like Porter Moser as the coach. Yeah. But if we don't make the tournament, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. I'm going to hate it. Two years of us not being in the tournament, I don't even know if I can handle that. It's going to take a, an amazing second half for them to make it. Yeah, like, and I don't know a that we really have... good second half of the season. I mean, I guess it starts tomorrow when we blow out Alabama at home. I mean, I guess that's where it starts. <laughs> that could, be, that that, could jumpstart everything. That would probably – what's that called? A tier one win if we can do that? or Quad one. Quad one win. They're all quad one wins from here on if you get them. Uh, I work for Brown O'Haver, and Toby's here at Brown O'Haver. We're public insurance adjusters for the insured. We work for the insurance company. Give me an example. If the insurance company, if you feel like Oklahoma and you're not getting any of the calls right from the insurance company, you need to call Brown O'Haver. We will work on the officials for you. We will go to town and make sure that minus 20 free throw deficit turns around in your favor, and you get more money and more quickly on your insurance claim. Um for example, we've had a we had a client that had a rental home in a different state. They called us. Um, we had a, we had testing done. We had all of this done, and we were able to increase our client's claim from nine thousand dollars to thirty five thousand dollars. Wow, that's a f- triple. A, no, yeah, quadruple. Yeah, it's a three hundred fifty percent increase. We, I, and that was on an out of state rental home that we were able to work for them in Nevada. So we had to go out to Nevada and take care of it for them. So if it's your rental home, if it's your personal home, if it's your business, whatever the case may be, your insurance company does not want to call fouls for you. They just don't. They are the Big 12 <laughs> officials, and you are Oklahoma. And you're never going to get to well, go to the this SEC. Is professional by you, right? Yeah. You're never going to get to the, go to the SEC. Okay, You're going to be stuck in the Big 12 forever until you hire Brad O'Haver 
We are the SEC officials of the insurance. I'm just kidding. But whatever the case may be, call us. It might be worse when we get to the SEC. Yeah, it could be a They're lot worse. Hate us. We're the new guys then. It could be a lot worse. Uh, but we. Uh, but anyway, call Brad O'Haver, 405-735-5510. We will get you paid more money more quickly for your insurance claim. The, the, inter- the, diff- the way we'll know something's up is if tomorrow's game against the number two ranked team in the nation, it's like even. Oh, free throw attempts are even. Yeah, Alabama, you know, takes it to the hoop as much as anybody in the country. They play at breakneck speed, and it's they're a really good. They're a really good team, aren't they? Really, really good. They are very similar to TCU in that they want to go, 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 go. They average eighty-three points a game, highest scoring team in the country, I think. And they are they want to shoot threes and run. That's all they want to do. So why wouldn't every team want to do that? I don't think every team's built to do that. I mean, these guys, I think their front line is like. But you know what I mean, though? When you say that out loud, shoot threes oh, and run. I mean, that's fun. Sure. That's just basketball right now. 6'10", 6'9", 7' foot, I think, is their front line. Long, long, long. Oh. They got athletes coming at you in waves. They've done a really good job putting Sounds that Sounds like South together. Bend Central. And we are uh, Hickory. Yeah. Yeah. And we need we uh, Grand Shurfield, Jimmy Chitwood to just. Get the ball Are at the end of the game and go win it. Are you suggesting we run the picket fence tomorrow? No, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting we give it to Grant Shurfield and he wakes up. <laughs> that he's listening to this broadcast and he's pissed at John from Brown O'Haver. And he's like, I'm going to show that guy. Give me the ball, And coach. I'm going to go score 35 against Bama at I'll home. make it. Break time. We'll be back. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. T-Row in the morning show, statewide on the Ref. Network powered by Brown O'Haver. T-Row in the morning show brought to you each day by the Riverwind Casino. River Buffet tonight, steak night, 5 to 10 p.m. Check out the seafood night, 5 to 10 on Saturday. Air Comfort Solutions text line. I think the delay is about the travel schedule. It's ridiculous. As a team, uh, you want to be able to lace up your shoes and beat your opponent at any time and anywhere. It has to be about non-con scheduling and contracts to be moved around. Those H5 teams would also need to reschedule if the Big 12 needs non-con to adjust. I'm back. Okay. Did you hear that text? No, no, no. We ju- we got disconnected there momentarily. Oh, well, I didn't know that. So okay. I just rejoined you. Yeah, try me again. I'm this sorry. This person says they think the delay is about travel schedule. It's ridiculous. As a team, you want to lace up your shoes and beat an opponent anytime, anywhere. It has to be about non-con scheduling and contracts to be moved around. Those uh, H5 teams would also need to reschedule if the Big 12 needs non-con games to be adjusted. I don't understand. So, so we know who are playing in the non-con next year. Right. That was already out there. I think most schools already knew, so you yeah. just schedule around it. Like, there, no, there doesn't need to be adjusting to that. Unless yeah, somebody I need had further an awkward, explanation unless on that text. Unless somebody has an awkward uh, non-con in November or something that needs to be shifted, but then don't you just cancel the game? I mean – you come up with a new opponent or something that's making it that difficult that it's holding up an entire conference. This can't be a situation that is affecting every school in that situation. 
because yeah. your non-con was known. Okay. Yeah, I just need further explanation. Georgia was one, adjusted. So. I mean, you can adjust these things. So, uh, OU and Texas were not available to vote uh, on new members. They don't want to play the new members since they did not get the vote. Is what I don't think the that's, is saying. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Uh, I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but why? What do they care? I don't know. A couple of why people would OU... said that. Like, this one's saying the same thing. Oh, you shouldn't have to play the four new teams. They weren't even in the room to vote them in to join and shouldn't have to play them. Why? Who cares? Why would you, why would you, not, why would you care about playing UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, or Houston? You shouldn't if that's a concern. Yeah, I mean, at Provo play. can be a tough game. You know, on the road with any why, of those may be a tough why game. Why would you but... be allowed to vote anyway? They're not going to be in the conference. Oh, but yeah. They, no, I agree with you on that. They I, shouldn't I, yeah. be allowed to vote on the new members, just like OU has been in the SEC me- meetings about future SEC schedules and stuff. So it makes logical sense that OU and Texas wouldn't vote on the future of the Big 12 since they're not going to be in it. And why would they care if they play some of the I, new Big 12 teams? Oklahoma wants to play those teams. I think they would those love are, those to are, have them here. Either here or yeah, especially here. N- new but, faces on but the But even schedule. there, if you're going to play a BYU team, instant primetime game. Instant primetime game if you're going to go play BYU. New place to go. If you go play uh, a Florida, it's, it's a recruiting boon. If, if you've got anybody in Florida that you're trying to recruit, uh, I mean, maybe you don't want to go play Cincinnati because – that I, could I be can't true, imagine. but I can't imagine that's that's not holding the schedule up. That's, I'm not saying it's. Uh, I I I don't know what's going on, so I I can't say with 100 percent definitiveness that that's not accurate. But I have never heard that from anyone in the athletic department or in the football office that we don't want to play the new guys. So that's that's hard for me to believe. But all of it's hard for me to believe, and one of it's got to be true. So maybe it's that. I don't know. All right, break time. We got uh, Mark Williams coming up top of the hour when we come back from this break. We're at Brown O'Haver today. Back after this.